Hello, and welcome to AA Beyond Belief, a podcast by, for, and about people who have found a secular path to sobriety in Alcoholics Anonymous. My name is John, and I am here with my co-host, Angela. Angela, how you doing? I'm doing well, John. Happy to be here. Happy to be celebrating this milestone. <laughs> Well, thank you. I uh, I feel like I've put you on the spot because I, I uh, gosh, I think it was like a month ago. I was so excited about this. I said, Angela, would you do an anniversary show with me and just interview me and ask me, <laughs> ask me questions? It's like, so I basically say, you do the work, please. <laughs> and then I started thinking about it. I thought, well, what if I can't answer these questions? <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I wrote down some doozies that, you know, I used a lot of big words and uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about square roots. And, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. Well, um, it's, it's, uh, I just can't believe that so much time has gone by. And I, I kind of really wanted to have an opportunity just to, uh, maybe give a little background history of how AA Beyond Belief started and also to thank the people who worked with me to make, to make it possible and to somehow verbalize, which is so difficult for me to do. And I think it, I think you might relate to this, Angela verbalize just what it means to me. And when I have interactions with people who listen to the podcast in particular, um, I just don't know how to put it into words, but it's a, it's a really, um, uh, it's a deep, it's, 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 it, this whole podcast <laughs> thing has just been a transformative experience. And I just felt yeah, like definitely. I just wanted to, um, find some way to celebrate and acknowledge it. So that's what we're here to do. Cool. Yeah. Well, with that, you know, one of the things that I, I wanted to know is, uh, is, you know, how it started, how you got the idea. So my understanding currently is that in the beginning, uh, there was John S. And uh, <laughs> he went to an international uh, AA conference yeah. for free thinkers. And that we'll just say free thinkers because right. the rest of it is really long. Uh, right. But basically, yeah, there's a there's a guy, John S., and he's uh, been sober for a while and kind of like blah, about, you know, sobriety where he's at uh -huh. and goes to this thing. And, uh, you know, and so what happened after that? Was it that you went there that weekend and then suddenly you're like, I'm going to put together a website? <laughs> or... Well, it's very interesting. Um that you're right, though, it did kind of start that everything started there in Santa Monica in 2014. I, I swear to God, that conference changed my entire AA life from that moment on, you know. Um, but basically what happened, I went to that conference, and I happened to be on a panel about websites. And I was talking about the website that I built for my group, We Agnostics Kansas City. And at that time, I had the website for the group. And I also had a blog where I, I would do a lot of writing. And then Roger C. Uh, from Hamilton, Ontario, was also on that panel, and he was talking about his website, AA Agnostica. And so I knew about Roger. I knew of Roger. Everybody at the conference knew Roger because of his website. And after the panel, um, he gave me he 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 uh, gave me a compliment for my website, and we exchanged words. And that was that was pretty much it. And we went on our separate ways. But then after that conference, he and I stayed in touch, but a lot of us stayed in touch. I mean, we came back from Santa Monica and we um, kind of stayed together through social media and so forth. Um, I did get involved with a little group called WAF Central for a while. And we built a website that was actually kind of like, um, oh, the pre prelude, I guess, to what became the Secular AA organization. And uh, I was working on that for a while with uh, Dorothy and 
a few other people, Dorothy and um, uh, RJ and gosh, Steve and uh, th- there's been different people involved, but we were working on that for a while and, and it was kind of unraveling, you know, and um, at towards the end of the, towards the beginning of the summer, um, that was kind of winding down and uh, Roger contacted me and he told me that he'd been working at Agnostica for four years and he was getting tired and he was ready to move on and do other things. And he was um, wanting to retire and he was going to discontinue posting on Agnostica. And he, he asked me if I would create a site to kind of carry on that work. And I was kind of, um, kind of surprised, first of all, that he was going to, that he was going to retire because I thought a lot of his website and a lot of his work, and I knew that it meant a lot to a lot of people, but I was also kind of surprised that he thought that maybe I could create something and it was kind of intimidating to try to follow that, you know, but I said, yeah. And Roger and I kind of went to work, um, creating the website and I knew from the beginning I wanted to have a podcast, even though I've never done a podcast. I definitely um, wanted to include that as part of the deal. I want to say hello to people out there. <laughs> There's some people in the room that have been making some nice comments. I just want to say hello, Joe, Joe M and Doug K and Mary and Bree and oh, the Facebook people that I can't see their names and Peter and T Peter, yeah. <laughs> and Dale K. Thank you all for being here. Um, and thank you for coming every every Friday and being part of this. It's just uh, it's a lot of fun. So anyway, I interrupted you, Angela. Oh, I was just curious as to why um, why a podcast. You said that you you yeah. knew from the beginning. So we have that the, the background of that you you knew how to kind of put together a website and uh, you know and in articles or blog type thing. You know that was there. So. What was it about doing a podcast that um, that you wanted to do or that seemed important for this? So I was listening to podcasts, oh man, for a few years. And it started with um, that period of time when I was going to, when I was considering that I was an atheist. I was realizing I was an atheist. I can't even quite remember when this was, maybe back in 2012. It was like, couple year process. And I listened to these atheist podcasts, you know, so and I really enjoyed them. I I, I got a lot out of them. And so I I understood podcasts from that, from the listener's perspective, and how, uh, what a valuable tool it was, I guess, to communicate and to put across ideas and to connect with somebody. Um, Although I don't think I really realized that on on the in my frontal lobes, but somewhere, somewhere inside, I kind of realized that there was something about that medium that was special. And well, did you ever listen to like the the tapes, the AA speaker tapes? Not so much, but I have. Oh, okay. Now so I did I listen if to. There was a connection. There. No, but Joe C did. I listened to Joe mm-hmm. C's podcast, and I really liked his work. Um, he well, and I still do. He he just does that. He does <laughs> such a great job with his podcast. He's very professional, and yeah. he always does a really good write up. And obviously, he puts a lot of thought and work into the podcast beforehand. But he helped kind of shape my views of what, of how I, how I feel about AA and how, what, you know, I guess my, he he helped me find my place in AA as a secular person. And he, um, his podcast did, his podcast made me think um, of things that I hadn't really considered before. Um, I learned so much from listening to his podcast. And so he, he was a, he was a real inspiration 
uh, for that. But what really kicked kicked it, uh, clicked it for me or whatever, sensed it for me, <laughs> was I went up to Omaha, Nebraska, which around here in the Midwest, you've got Omaha and Kansas City and St. Louis. So anyway, Omaha is a great place to go. Anyway, I went there and I participated in a podcast with RJ and um, a couple other people. And it was about um, atheists in AA. And um it was a fun experience. You know, this guy was so professional. He had this, he had this equipment and he had, the, he could edit his, the audio and do all this stuff I couldn't even imagine doing. But I was so excited about it. And, and we went out to lunch afterwards and he was um, telling me how I could do a podcast and he recommended different equipment to, for me and so forth. So I had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to do that. And this AA Beyond Belief, and at that time I didn't even know what I was going to call it, but this site that Roger was suggesting, I thought it would be a good idea to have a podcast. And the idea was that what I would do is I would interview people who were submitting articles. So like anytime someone would write an article for AA Beyond Belief, then I'd have them on the podcast and we'd talk about what they wrote. That was the whole idea. And I was thinking, well, this will be great because it can be kind of multimedia. Instead of just you know written content, we can have audio stuff too. And so that's kind of what I wanted to do. And, but, I, but I never had done a podcast and didn't know what to do, um, but just, you know, Googled and figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Watched a couple of YouTubes and you were good, right? Yeah. Hey, Ginger. Ginger's from Kansas City. And I see John on there as well and Doug. Yeah, John. So, hey, John. Very cool. Um, so, you know, what were your other hopes and dreams for for the website and the podcast? And, you know, have they come true? You know, what are the things that are, are um, easiest for you? And what are the things that are still kind of difficult? Well, the that's a good question. I, uh, yes, I could say yes, that what, what I envisioned for the website has materialized. So... I, to, to one extent and maybe not to another extent, but basically Roger, it was important for Roger that, that, that we continue to be a place for agnostics and atheists in Alcoholics Anonymous and that it be clear that we are not outside of AA, but we are just people in AA who have found a secular path, you know? And so all of the stories would be an opportunity to reflect the experience of secular people in AA. And um, so that, that was going to be important. I wanted to make sure I did that. Um, but we would also uh, write about things that weren't necessarily, wouldn't necessarily fit as a topic at an AA meeting, but would be what we would talk about after the meeting over coffee, you know? So some of the stories, some of the articles you see there, you know, you might read it, might think, well, this really isn't AA. This is about, um, this is about, um, uh, the, the naltrexone or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, that's not, that has nothing to do with AA, but you know, we might talk about that over coffee after the meeting, you know, uh, it's that kind of thing because they're just, they're just things that I thought that would be of interest to people in AA who people in recovery in general, but people in AA specifically, and um, secular people uh, more so. So yeah, so we were able to achieve that. Um, I also I, wa- I also wanted it to be a site that wasn't necessarily identified with one person. I didn't want people to think of it as my 
website. I wanted it to really belong to the community. And I think to a large extent we have achieved that, but not to the, not to the degree that I would li- have liked to. Um, so what I did, I, I actually created a, a corporation, a nonprofit corporation, and I got some people to help me um, put them on the board of the corporation. And the whole idea is that I, was, I, I wanted to create something that would live on regardless of what who was involved with it. So, you know, it would be, you know, I would just be a person that was working there with other people, you know, that that's all, that's all. Yeah. And, and that was going on for quite a while. I got some help. Um, and I, I'm going to start with these, with this group of people, but this is like the second group of people that came in to help me. Um, Doris A from Urbana, she became the chief editor. I made her chief editor <laughs> and she was also the president of the corporate of the nonprofit and, um, Thomas B and they were both from Illinois, uh, central Illinois, Il- Urbana, Illinois, that area, Champaign, Urbana, Thomas B and, uh, me, her, we were on, on the corporation and then PJ from Australia, he was an editor and then Galen from New Jersey was an editor. So we all worked together on this and, how it worked is um, Doris would go find people who would write stories for us because it's like, you know, we weren't get being flooded with, um, with people sitting in stories. We had to actually go out and ask people to write for us. And she was really good about doing that and then following up with them. You know, she would like just really be on top of them. Have you written oh, yeah, a story she's yet? The reason why I was <laughs> in she? Toronto was <laughs> that, yeah, she contacted me and said, your, your group's been around for a while. Do you want to send somebody to be on a panel? And, and so, yeah, we talked about it and we're like, sure. And so, that's how I ended up in Toronto. Yeah, she's very. She was very persistent. She did. She did a great job. And so she brought. She brought in PJ and um, Galen. And basically, what she would do, she would get an article, and then once she got it, she would send it off to either PJ or Galen to do more editing and copy and um, um, proofreading and all that kind of stuff. And it was just a, it was a great help to me because they took care of all the the written articles, and I could focus on the podcast. And so I would just do the podcast. Doris would take care of the the articles, Doris, PJ, and Galen, and and the authors who wrote them. And when they did do that, I would post them on the on the site. But but I also trained Doris, and she started posting them where I didn't even have to do that after a while. And so we all worked together um, on the site for a couple of years. I mean, some of us still are. I mean, Doris had to leave. Doris finally. Um, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a huge amount of work um, doing this. It, it could really be a full-time job. And, and and to a certain extent, it was for Doris. I mean, she was um, putting in so much time, and she already was working for another nonprofit in, in Urbana and that she loved working for, um, Books for Prisoners. And she... Um, you know, she said, you know, and she had, and she was moving um, with her partner to um, Wyoming and she just had a lot going on. So, so she left. And so that just left PJ, me and Galen. And uh, then that's where I'm struggling, I guess, where I, and where I might need help. It's that I, uh, it's very difficult to carry on the stories and the podcast. Uh, and uh, sometimes I'm, I'm, I honestly think about just giving up the, the part of the stories, the written stories, um, but then it's kind of funny this week I had like three or four people contribute articles. So you just never know. Um, nice. yeah. So, so if anybody wants to help with, uh, with, you know, the 
AA Beyond Belief, you can uh, contact him and maybe maybe help do some proofreading and stuff. If if that's part of the website that you want to continue yeah. to exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I've kind of decided that um, I, I I do want I want to get back to where it's a it's um, a group effort and, and 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 less 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 just me kind of doing things. Um, and uh, that's just like was important to me and still is important to me to do that. So I, I really need to kind of strengthen that part up again uh, to build, to build that, that back up. But um, I think what I'm going to do is kind of um, continue what I'm doing you know, with the podcast. And then if, if I don't have a, if we don't have a story to post, we don't have a story to post. That's fine. And if we do, we do. And maybe we'll redesign the site to, to accommodate for that, for the times when we do and don't. But um, but yeah, I definitely people who could submit articles would be great. Um, and then getting people on board that would just kind of help with the business side of AA beyond belief. That's, that's where I've kind of failed. I used to be really good about, um, letting people know about like the business side, like, you know, where, where do we get our money? Where do we spend our money? You know, and I do like financial statements and post them online and stuff, God damn, it was just too much. I couldn't do it anymore. That and hold a job and everything else. So, it, you know, it'd be great to have a group of people, had to have a treasurer, someone who would do that. And I have actually had people who volunteered for this. But then the thing was, I just didn't have time to organize the the group, you know. So I just kind of got, got to get my act together on that. But but yeah, overall, I think that things turned out just the way that that I was hoping that they would, you know. So, Very cool. Yeah. So when did the Facebook group start? Why did oh, you? Okay. So the Facebook group was, I started that because, um, okay. So we had, when we came back from Santa Monica, we started the secular AA coffee shop. It was called the Waft Central Coffee Shop, I think at the time. I don't know. Anyway, so we started the coffee shop, which was a Facebook group and it was growing and doing really well and everything. And I was pretty involved with it. But then things, you know, things on Facebook get really weird. You know, we, there started being some fights and, and it seemed like people were, um, I, you know, people, I just, I just, anytime I would post something, it would just be people fighting about it. It's just a miserable experience. So, and I was having this on all Facebook groups. It seemed like people were wanting to debate and fight. It was just a nasty experience. It seemed and so I just said, you know what, I'm going to start my own uh, Facebook group for AA Beyond Belief where I could post these stories. And, you know, if anybody yells at me, I could throw them out of the group, you know. So um, that's what I did. And in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. And in the beginning, actually, I did, I was, I did have kind of, a, I was kind of firm. I mean, if anybody did the slightest, you know, problem, I'd just throw them out. But um, not so much now. But anyway, it's kind of funny. The group has really grown and evolved. Uh you mentioned today, 2,000 members now? Yeah, yeah. When you go to the, the top of the page, it says uh, something along the lines of AA Beyond Belief, private group, uh, 2,000 members. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, wow. That's amazing. Um, and it's interesting how that, that Facebook group has evolved. I think I think overall, as far as face, Facebook groups go, I think it's a good one. I think it's fairly healthy. I mean, every once in a while, you'll get some um, posts that people might not like or get are kind of controversial. But for the most part, I think it's a pretty good group. But I find it interesting because I think we started growing really quickly um, after COVID, you know, um, sometime around March, April, May. Um, and more people were coming online and they were learning about um, secular AA and um, what's the, 
levels I'm talking about there. Speaking of which, can you post your contribution link in the chats? Yes, I will do that. Um, Bree. Anyway, so um, what, what was I saying there? I was talking about the group. Oh yeah. So yeah. So the group, so, so anything, the thing that's interesting about that group now is that um, there's a lot of people that have come to that group that really don't know about the website or podcast, I don't think. And, but they, they know that it's a, it's a um, community of uh, people in AA who happen to have a secular view and then a lot of them learn about the podcast after they get into the group, which I find find really interesting. Um, and, you know, it, and also what I find interesting about the group, and I always kind of knew this and suspected it from all the conversations I've had with people who are secularists within AA, is that they are not, they, they're more... They're, they're more traditional with their program than one might think. So in other words, it's like they're not, most of the people are not anti-steps. There are people who are for no doubt about it, but most people want to find a way to understand the steps as a secular person. I mean, that's how I was. And that's how I think most people are Um, not to say all, but I think most people are. And, then that that does that didn't surprise me. But what really surprised me, I guess, was that um, a lot of people there, there's just I mean there's a big variety of people, but the people are more traditional, I guess, in their feeling about AA than one might might think. But there's still a lot of variety and um, diversity within the secular community for sure. But that kind of surprised me, I guess, that that. Um, more traditional than not, you know, you know, people really want to follow the traditions and that kind of thing. Yeah. My, my sense is that, um, that it's, uh, people who have, uh, either got some value from, um, a traditional program in AA at some point in their life, um, or, um, they've just really learned to take what they like and leave the rest and so they're trying to connect with other people who do something along you know similar lines so you know take all the good stuff and uh share that with each other and see what other members are using that's that's helpful um so yeah that's what i i like about it and and what i like about the podcast you know in general um what i what i saw uh, when I went to it, it was a podcast that uh, that yes um, did talk about AA in a secular way um, and you know maintained a, a close tie with what uh, most of us you know understand AA to be. Um, but I did like that you know that there were things like um, the Sinclair method and um, you know and I, I do think that you know. Possibly five years ago, things like that would have been like, you know, wild or, or you know, mentioning, um, you know, medication uh, assisted uh, recovery, um, those kinds of things. But I don't think they are now. I mean, in a traditional meeting, uh, I think it's probably still frowned upon to talk about that stuff. But um, I think the majority of us that are secular in AA are, you know, talk about that stuff and uh and most of us have different aspects of things outside of aa that um we feel 
contribute greatly to our program or enhance things that we learned um, in AA or from the steps. And so, you know, we like to synthesize and share that with each other. And, and, you know, and that's what I liked about it was, you know, I thought that that was cool to have a place where, where you could still be, um, you know, have your roots, I guess, and, um, and explore other ideas as well. Um, because I know that, uh, that that's not always how it's felt um, in other places within AA. Um, so, yeah, I saw something the other day. Someone was posting for a, a, a weekend, you know, Zoom conference, and the topics were, um, you know, actually use the word God, you know, um, and it, it shocked me for a minute because <laughs> I'm used to the, this group and, um, and my meetings and, and, uh, and just a, a small amount of traditional meetings. And so sometimes I forget, uh, that, that I'm not mainstream, uh, AA. And, uh, yeah, and so it'll be nice one day when, when I forget and it turns out to be true that, that, you know, that I am mainstream AA because AA is, you know, caught up to the secular point of view. Yeah, um, it, that's, that's really, it's very true. We are mainstream. We are quite normalized now. Um, we're not the bad boys of AA or the bad girls of AA, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're just normal, but occasionally I still get comments, mostly on YouTube. Someone says, you're not AA, stop this. If you don't like it, go. And it's like, someone's left a comment like that. I just read it today. It said, if you don't like AA, you know, he said, leave AA alone. If you don't like it, go start your own thing. But the thing is, I do like it. I'm not, <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, I don't, I don't quite understand that. And it's that, I guess that someone thinks that if, if you criticize anything that, that you just don't like it or something, I don't, I don't understand. And, and, and very, and actually nowadays, I think we do very little criticism I mean, at all anyway. So. Yeah. Well, and I think most of us say what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And, you know, if, if somebody is a part of AA, they should, you know, be familiar with that kind of language that, you know, the take what you want and leave the rest. Um, but, you know, we are in a fearful time. And so I'm sure that um, people stumble across the podcast on YouTube and, uh, and it scares them to, you know, see that there are other ways and other things that people are doing. Um, you know, I, I think I've mentioned before that, the most of the pushback I've received in the rooms when I mention that um, that I'm atheist um, is uh, from people who were like me that came into the rooms as being atheist, agnostic, or a free thinker, and changed that because they thought they had to because they didn't see anybody else say that you know that they didn't have a higher power or you know anything about an alternative higher power. It was just you know God, and so they changed that in order to get sober. And so seeing somebody come in and uh, not do that, um, you know, has more to do with them and some internal work that they probably need to do on that than it does with me. And so I think sometimes uh, that's what I read into the YouTube comments is, uh, is things like that, where somebody is, uh, is uh, fearful or they find it threatening or, you know, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, that if you don't like AA, you know, leave it alone 
or this isn't AA, then, you know, they don't know a lot about AA. And I would suggest they study the history of AA to uh, understand what it's about. Also, Joe has just put out a, a podcast that, you know, talks about some of that. So it would be excellent for that person to, to go and hear about, you know, what uh, uh, criticizing other AAers, you know. <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Um, I did open the phones up, by the way. So if anybody wants to call in, feel free, 844-899-8278. And speaking about AA Beyond Belief, Angela, I have to say um, this live stream has really been huge uh, doing this with you on Fridays. Um, this is, this is really transformed the whole podcast and, you know, because it's like, you know, before, you know, when you, when I do a podcast, I'm just recording it with just me and the other person talking. And I still enjoy doing that, you know, but the live stream just gives it a whole different level of involvement and engagement with people. You know, when you have people in the chat room who will comment as you're podcasting, who become part of the episode, um, people who call in on the phone, um, having you to chat with every Friday, it's just, um, it's, 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 it's fun. I learn something every week and it's just, it's just really been a pleasure. We have a caller. Let's see who this is. I don't know area code 240, but here it goes. Area code 240, where are you from? Hi, this is Barbara from Maryland. Oh, Barbara, how you doing? Okay, just uh, I'm trying to figure out how this all works, So, um, mm-hmm. but I wanted to say hi. Hi. And uh, good to hear your uh, five years. I didn't realize it was that long, and uh, <laughs> wanted to wish everybody well i'm just really excited oh i hear a cat did you hear my cat from here she drives me crazy i have a little siamese cat and and she wants out i should probably go let her out and it's it's not my cat no can be very vocal but anyway good to talk to you folks and um that's all i got just Uh, wanted to say hi thank you thank you so much for calling i appreciate it i'm gonna let my cat out i'll be right back (laughs) Bye. <laughs> Bye. So what else should we ask them, peeps? Uh, Cats can be so annoying. They always want on the other side of the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, um, my mom has a cat, a younger one. Well, she has two cats. But the younger one, who's a little bit over a year, is the weirdest personality I've, I've ever seen in a cat. And my family's had a lot of cats. But this one escorts me to the bathroom. And uh, <laughs> I'm serious. If it sees me heading towards the bathroom, it comes running. And if I try to lock it out, it does the paw thing oh, underneath oh. the door. And so I let it in. And and then it wants to be petted during the experience. And then I stand up and it lets itself out. And, um, yeah, it is weird. <laughs> it's a weird cat. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, cats are, cats are crazy. Uh, Joe's reminding us about the international podcast. So we're doing that tomorrow. Boy, and we need. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we haven't. No, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. We have to figure that one out. But oh, I um, do. Do you? Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> when, yeah, when we were reminded in the um, Facebook group this week um, that, uh, I mean, I did have it on my, my calendar because uh, that's what, what we had said. But when it was brought up, um, I realized that, you know, celebrating your birthday two days in a row um, 
would probably be boring to people because there are some people in the U.S. that listen to it as well. So, so yeah, so I have some ideas and uh, I think, I think we'll be figuring that out. Um, what is Josie's podcast? It's oh, Rebellion Dogs uh, Radio. Rebellion Dogs, yeah. Rebellion Dogs Radio. And let me see if I can post a link to that here. Um, it's on the podcast page on AA Beyond Belief, and I will go get that link and put it in there for you. Yeah, but Joe's podcast is um, exceptional. What can I say? Now, he doesn't do them like monthly. He just does them periodically, and they are, they're all very um, professional, well done, thoughtful. And he always does like this PDF thing that he um, creates and puts in there with the episode. But there you go. There's a link to his uh, webpage that has the podcast information and so forth. But I think you'll like that. Yeah, definitely good. So besides uh, celebrities like uh, Joe C and Dale K and and Bob, um, has have there been any other you know celebrities that have contacted you that say that they've listened to? the podcast i mean you don't have to say any names no not like but i'm thinking like you know yosha bach or no no uh, (laughs) i guess the closest i mean i was surprised that tommy rosen reached out to me to 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 the podcast and having him on i was kind of i was really kind of nervous about that um because i don't know i was just kind of nervous like tommy rosen you kidding me but um He's a really nice guy. I really liked him. He was, uh, he's very charismatic and he's very passionate about what he does. And, uh, I just enjoyed the, the chat with him. So that was cool. And then so for the, those who haven't, haven't okay. listened to that podcast, you know, who is that? And oh, and Tommy just, Rosen, uh, he is, um, recovery 2.0 and he wrote, that's the name of the book, uh, recovery 2.0, which is basically taking, um, your recovery beyond the 12 steps. So in other words, um, after you, you know, go through the steps, you know, you have other things to work on. And so that that's where he has a more of a holistic approach, I guess, to his recovery, where he's really he's really into um, yoga and stuff like that. Um, I'm gonna try to find that podcast and and link to it here. But um, he's really big into yoga. And uh, his um, he was the first person I met Angela who explained to me, and it made total sense, that his first addiction was sugar as a kid. And I remember reading it in his book, the way that he would describe it, and I could really relate to it because we're about the same age. I, I'm, he's a little bit younger than me, but he, we grew up, he grew up in the same era where um, we'd eat these um, sugary cereals. And I know they still make them. But I remember as a kid pouring more sugar on top of the already sugary cereal. <laughs> And it was like yeah. accepted as a normal thing, you know, the kids would be eating yeah. all the sugar, you know, and that stuff is so addictive. And uh, he kind of enlightened me about that. You know, I started thinking about, about that and in a different way. And, and I tell you, there's a lot to that. If, if I can, if I ever kind of lay off the sugar for a while, I find that I'm better off. I, I start eating a little bit more balanced diet. I'm not, I'm not craving food as much. Um, I've learned that a lot of the cravings I, I, I get is a lot of times just that uh, the high you get from the sugar, but I learned that from Tommy, but he, he's just very, he's just, he's really good at it. He just, he's, he's not like me. He takes it much more serious. <laughs> he does a good job. I, I really like him. He's a pretty cool guy. Cool. 
And I asked you before when we were doing like a question and answer, you know, what, you know, one of your favorite uh, podcasts oh, were. We a, and you have a caller? You have a caller. I, 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 he's been on there for, well, not that long. He or she. Hello. Oh, Fred. How are you doing, Fred? Good. I'm doing good. You know, I tend to agree with you. And did you know that alcohol... Alcohol is really, really has a high content of uh, of sugar in it. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? All, yeah, it messes all, with your sugar all levels. Alcohol products, all alcohol products have a high content of sugar, and sugar is so addictive. That's that's the greatest uh, uh, addiction we start with as youngsters. That's why they say. Candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. You remember you remember that old saying from your mom or dad or some grand older person? They say candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. And and you you didn't we didn't realize those type of things coming up. You know how addictive they were. But see, see, I developed diabetes, uh, so I. If if I want sugar, it's it's really kind of impossible for me. You know, it's like a, I I don't I don't crave it anymore. I've been without it. I don't drink soft drinks. I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink uh, you know any of these products loaded with sugar. And I grew up with the with the Kellogg's uh, stuff, uh, like you did, and you know. Uh, we didn't know Kellogg's was going to turn America into obesity <laughs> and all these, all yeah. these kinds of addictive, all these kinds of addictive things, uh, because because it's like a self gratification thing. You 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 want it right away to feel that uh, that high and ADHD and all the things that happen to children because they get on their sugar fix. You know that there was this test they did. There was this test they did. They, it was called the marshmallow test, and 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 they put a te- they put a, a marshmallow on a plate for in in front of a child in a ro- secluded room, and they they said, uh, if if you uh, want this marshmallow, uh, if you don't eat it, I have to go somewhere, and if you don't eat it, and I come back, I'll give you a second one. But if you eat it, that's all you get. So you know they did this test, and very few, very few uh, children succeeded uh, to to uh, stay stave off off the uh, the sugar addiction. And there was there was only a few that would get to. So you know that's that's a it's 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 incredible. Uh, what we inherited from, uh, you know, people, families, tradition, uh, these these uh, things that were supposed to be healthy, you know, that was supposed to be healthy healthy food, uh, uh, you know. But it, you know, we don't know what mistakes we make until we find out later in life, and then we realize, my goodness. You know, so 
But uh, I, John and Angela, I want to congratulate you on five on five years of a, of a, this uh, live broadcast and all the things, all the interviews that you've done with people are so astonishingly wonderful, and all the and all the uh, comments that people have made and the intellect, the the, the the things that you, you can learn from listening to the show are so wonderful. I gotta thank you again and again. Ah, well, thank and I you. Really I really appreciate it, and keep up the good work. Thank you, thank you, Fred. You have a good evening. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. That was nice. Um, that's you know, Angela. I was I was talking to you, and I know you feel the same way because you get this too sometimes. But I um probably I get maybe two or three emails a month from somebody who just found the podcast or maybe they've been listening for a while and they wanted to reach out and let me know how much it meant to them. Um, Maybe they were listening to it while they are in treatment or it was the first time they had ever heard uh, an atheist talk about recovery and AA and um, and it just, it just blows me away. And the, that's the kind of thing it's hard for me to verbalize, um, how much it, um, of, of, of what it does to me. Cause I don't quite under, I mean, I just, I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to do that and that people are helped by this is even better. So I'm glad that that happens, but it's not, it's not really me. It's the people talking with me, I think. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, so anyway, but yeah, no, you, I, 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 I'm always surprised as well, you know, that uh, when people find it useful, I'm happy, you know, that, uh, that it is, but oftentimes I, we end the podcast and, you know, and somebody, you know, will ask me how it went and I'm like, eh, I don't know, or, you know, I, I don't know what people, some people get out of it. Um, but I do know, it, for me, it, it's kind of like when you go to meetings and, and stuff, that sometimes you'll get something that you weren't expected when you, expecting when you walked in. Or if, you know, if it just was kind of a eh meeting, um, there might be times later down the line that I'll remember something that somebody said in there that was really helpful um, and, uh, and I appreciate that. So, so yeah, when people, um, call us or send us messages and let us know, you know, that, uh, it's been helpful to them because this really is, uh, you know, uh, we put ourselves out there in a, in a way, um, particularly in YouTube land, uh, that, uh, that, you know, not always, uh, kind responses. And, uh, and so doing that, uh, you know, is worth it when we know that, that it helps, you know, at least one person and, uh, it makes it worth it to, you know, sound like a dork or whatever it is that, <laughs> that we feel like when we, when we've done this, um, so, yeah, so it's nice that uh, that we get to be helpful. And a lot of the topics that we've been able to do, you know, obviously we're passionate about. Or, and, uh, and so I love that part of getting to share things that I'm learning in my recovery uh, that seem to be, you know, 
what is it they say in business, like the, the learning edge or something like that, you know, um, that I could share with other people because, um, I'm, that's, you know, what I'm always trying to do is, uh, find ways to, to understand myself and others and, uh, be able to be, you know, kinder and gentler and all of that, um, and so if I can share that with people and they can get something out of that, then, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Bob K is out there and I, I, I can't, I can't end the night without talking a little bit about Bob and his role at AA Beyond Belief. When, um, when we first got the site start, set up, um, Roger set up a lot of articles in AA Beyond Belief and our WordPress dashboard that were chapters from Bob's book. Um, key players in AA history. And we've actually now posted all of those. Finally, this just this year, the, the last of those articles got posted. So for the first year, year and a half, whatever, um, a lot of the material being posted there was written by Bob. You know, he would not only were we posting uh, his articles from um, uh, key players in AA history, but he was writing stuff all the time. You know, and not only that, he was a huge um, moral support for me. So like in the very beginning, the only person, the only people I was communicating with, this is before Doris came on board. The only person I was communicating with was Bob and Roger. Those were the two that were kind of helping me. And then Roger was really kind of wanting to take a break. So Roger left and it was just me and Bob, you know, and I I, it was in the very beginning, it was uh, kind of intimidating to be doing this, uh, because I just held a agnostica in such high esteem. And, you know, if I, if I posted an article and it wasn't just perfect, you know, and, and, and it got some criticism on Facebook for God's sakes, you know, it just, <laughs> it just, it just, it was crushing, you know? Um, but Bob always has a good sense of humor and he was very helpful with helping me not to worry about things or take things too seriously. So he was a huge help in those early days. And so was Thomas, Thomas B. He was another person who wrote a lot. But I really need to thank Bob because um, he's still doing it. He just sent me an article here um, just this last weekend, you know, and he's a great writer. And, you know, what can I what kind of, you know, thank you, Bob. So, you know, without him, without him, I don't think that we would have ever made it through the first year. I don't, I don't think that we would have ever had. The, I don't think that the site with the articles would have made it without Bob's early contributions because that got people going to the website because they like reading his material. And as more people started going to the site and then we started getting more contributions from other people too. So Bob, Bob, otherwise it would have just been a, a, a podcast, I think. So thank you, Bob. Really. Uh, that was very helpful of you. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure people called you sweet at some point, but you were too drunk to know it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bob, he's crazy. Anyway, it's, it was, it was nice to finally meet Bob and, um, when did I first meet? I guess I first met him in uh, Toronto at the uh, in two, in 2018. I guess was when I first met him in person, and then I saw him again in uh, in Hamilton for Soar. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because I I you know was in Santa Monica, but I only recall uh, meeting Josie um, and um, and Dorothy um, and Pam. Uh, and uh, Glenn, and I, I, you know, may have talked to some other people, but you know, uh, 
a lot of people don't know that I'm actually very introverted. And so, <laughs> and so unless I know a lot about the conversation that's happening or, you know, I have a couple of my, my posse with me or something, um, I don't talk a lot. And, uh, and so, yeah, so that one I, I enjoyed, um, there were a lot of great speakers and it was really interesting. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we didn't, I didn't go to the, the second one. And then again, you know, went to Toronto and, and met a few more people. Um, but still, uh, you know, I think I just said hi to you, um, and to Roger. Um, and you, you guys were nice because my home group gives you money mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and pins. You, mm-hmm. you both were quite excited about the, <laughs> yeah. the pins. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah. And so I, I shared a room with somebody that, you know, that was new to me and, uh, and talked to a couple of people, but yeah, I still wasn't, uh, wasn't that familiar with the majority of the community. And, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to when we're going to be able to, to meet together again in larger groups so that I, I can talk to, to some of the people that have been writing in and to listen to the show, um, Oh, I did go to um, Arizona um, for the thing uh, last November, um, and that was great. And I got to talk to a few people, and that was where um, a couple of people came up to me and, and said hi and that they, they listened to the podcast. And that was, like, the first time I was like, whoa, people who don't know us, you know, are listening to the podcast. That's so cool. Um, so, yeah. Well, we're fortunate that um, for the community that we have, you know, uh, that there's enough people that it's an amazing, it's an, it's amazing that, you know, we have this online community, uh, that kind of spans on, uh, from, from social media and the website and YouTube and all, all these different places. And we all kind of just kind of come together and it's, and there's lots of us. I mean, there's thousands of us, um, AA agnostica, has had 3 million views, I think now, um, since, since it's been going, AA beyond belief has had over a million views by now. Um, the podcast gets listened to by maybe 10 or 12,000 downloads a month. Um, the website, maybe, maybe 15,000 a month goes to that or so, or 20,000. I mean, it's a lot of people, you know, and people are learning and about, about us all the time you know, learn, finding the podcast all the time and the website and discovering this whole thing about secular AA. Of course, now with COVID though, that's all it's, it's these zoom meetings that are doing it. That's how people are learning about secular AA through the zoom meetings now more than anything else. And that's just taking it off to a whole different level. When, when this COVID thing ends, I think we're going to see more secular meetings going on both online and in person. Uh, Kind of my, feeling anyway i could be wrong but uh, more people have certainly been exposed to it thanks to the thanks to covid right yeah i mean people were forced to go online and and google (laughs) and because you know uh you and particularly roger's uh website has been around for so long and um and the the online based uh secular aa meetings that you know just 
people were flooding them because um, that's how algorithms work is that, you know, things that have been around for the longest uh, get put up first. And so, yeah, so all of these people in AA who never knew that there was secular options and who aren't secular uh, found out because uh, because of COVID. Um, and so, yeah, so I think it'll I think it'll be a good thing uh, in the long run for our community. We have a caller. Let's see. The, and this, okay. Hello. Hello. John. Yes. It's Bob K. Oh, hey, Bob. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I, I just want to say a few things. <laughs> uh, um, it's uh, we're doing good things here. You know, uh, I think we've reached a lot of people that aren't well served by the conventional AA market. And, uh, you know, I remember when Joe C. started the first diagnostic group in Toronto and people gossiped about him and he said, oh, those guys are gathering together and they just want to be special. You know, it's hard to meet somebody that wants to help people more than Joe C. does. And, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, being around that sort of thing, we picked up on the vibe. And, uh, you know, we are reaching people, we are helping people, and I think that's tremendous uh, uh, back uh, in the earlier days of Agnostica, Roger would phone me sometimes and say, have you got anything for this week? I've got nothing. And, you know, we didn't have a bunch of contributors that came later. And uh, it was funny. I'd phone him uh, with some brilliant essay. And <laughs> later on, he'd say, oh, I think I can get, up, get that up in nine weeks. <laughs> and so things change. And, you know, uh, Beyond Beliefs getting... Uh, has had input from all over the world as Agnostica did, you know, Los Angeles and England. And, uh, uh, I think the diversity of writers has been a tremendous asset. And, uh, anyway, you've just gone a different direction with the podcast and stuff and added a, a real dimension that, uh, you know, not everybody, uh, not everybody among us are big readers and, uh, just, uh, they like listening and, uh, Anyway, it's uh, terrific. You guys have done great, and uh, Angela is uh, delightful, and you are delightful, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, Bob. Thank you very much. Nice hearing from you again. Sweet. Sweet. Bob is sweet. (laughs) He is. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, and you know, and A Agnostica, Roger. He never did retire, which is fine. You know, it's like, you know, so now Roger, Roger's got his site, uh, AA Agnostica, and he's got some great stuff going on there. And, uh, he and I are still great friends. And I, we talk about on Zoom privately, you know, once or twice a month anyway, always stay in touch. And, uh, that's just been, that's been a real, um, Oh, it's been, it's just been really nice. So now it's been like for five years I've known Roger, uh, really since I met him in Santa Monica and we've, and we've become really good friends. Um, so many other people I've become friends with too, you, Angela and Joe and gosh, so many other people that, you know, I just, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of bizarre. The people that they're all over the different, all over the world. (laughs) Yeah. It's all over the world. I mean, people all over the world that really, honestly, if it weren't for, for this, I, w- I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have had the experience of getting getting to know them and learning from them and so forth. So, and I do like the international aspect too. Um, right. Yeah. You know. And I like having multiple websites and, and yeah. multiple 
places for people to get information kind of like now we have multiple books that people can you know get to learn more about you know secular history or um, doing the steps in a secular way or having uh, you know a daily meditation that uh, that is less you know gaudy <laughs> um, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I think that, uh, that both your websites and, and this community is, is bringing that about even more. And, uh, I think that's going to be helpful. You know, something funny I just thought about when we talk about this whole international thing and talk about AA agnostica. Um, so when I first, when we first started AA beyond belief and I was setting, I was setting up the settings in, um, WordPress. And so, you have the choice of setting up what kind of English you're going to use for the website. It could be American English. It could be British English. It could be Canadian English. So I thought I was going to set up the site to be Canadian English. Okay. And it was going to be in honor of Roger and the groups in Toronto. <laughs> okay. This is, this, this is, this is the way I was thinking. You know, I, I was like, so anyway, so I set yeah. up, I set it up in Canadian Very English. Noble. It was driving me crazy, Angela. I couldn't do it. I mean, it was like, I felt like I was misspelling everything. I did. I'd I'd look at stuff. I think, wait a second. What is that? Is that, am I spelling this right? I don't, I couldn't do it. And I, so finally I said, okay, this, this is ridiculous. I don't think anybody's going to even notice. So I I changed it back to American English. And Bob says that he writes in American. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Man. yeah. So, yeah, I think you did did a good job on your your celebration episode. And uh, uh, if you if you could change anything about it, what would you change? You know, about this whole Beyond Belief thing. Yeah, like would you? Oh, you know, change the name? Do you? Yeah, it? I thought about that actually. Um, sometimes I I. Um, like with the podcast in particular, having it called um, a having the the name AA in it, um, sometimes it, it causes a problem because I I like to talk about things other than AA. Like we were saying at the beginning, I like to talk about stuff like we would talk about after the meeting, you know. And some people just don't appreciate that because they see that they see the word AA in there. And then I'm talking about sugar addiction or something, you know, or I'm talking about safe injection sites. And, and, uh, so I sometimes do regret that. And, and the funny thing is it around, you could be beyond AA belief. <laughs> I could, I could, <laughs> and you can always kind of change it up. But the thing is, I, I never really came up with a name for the podcast. I, I was, I never, I wasn't originally going to name it AA beyond belief. We called the site AA beyond belief. And, and then I, when we, when I put the podcast up, I just left, I just said, okay, it was named after the website because I couldn't really think of the name of it. But that's one thing I think about. But then I, and I actually asked people about that. And most people prefer that we just leave it as a beyond belief because it helped people find it that way easier, you know? So, so other than that, I don't know if there's anything that, anything that I would, I would change. It's just been a great experience. And thank you, Angela. Thank you very much for, for this evening and for all of these um, live streams that we've done. Yeah. Enjoy Um, it. It's been. Yeah. So I guess we can (laughs) head on out. So thanks again for listening to another episode of AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. We'll be back again next week for another live stream. And we'll continue posting episodes uh, 
uh, during the week, uh, maybe on Wednesdays, I think is what I'm going to try to do. I've interviewed a couple of people here recently that will be posting soon, so be on the lookout for that. And I guess with that, I'll say goodbye. Take care, everybody. It's been great seeing you again. Have fun. Have a great weekend.